Syracuse with a huge overtime victory down to the Barclays Center against Richmond. We've got the highs. We've got the lows. We've got your Twitter reactions. It's Locked On Syracuse. It starts right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? How's it going? Happy Tuesday morning, Syracuse fans. It was a big win last night. Overtime game for Syracuse. They topped the Richmond Spiders 74-71. A lot of good stuff to talk about. Gerard with 31. Judah showed out again. Chris Bell with a big performance. Uh, and we will get to all of that. Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Owen Valentine here today. No Matthew Bonaparte. He was actually at the game last night uh, but could not get onto our call this afternoon or this evening uh, to get out for tomorrow's or today's episode when the time this comes out. So we were lucky to get his thoughts but still looking to uh, – get him back home. I believe he's on a train right now uh, and unable to record for a little bit longer. So solo show today, but still a lot to talk about. And I'm going to lead with Joe Girard today. Uh, scores 21 in the first half, 31, a new career high for him on the afternoon. Uh, a really good performance from him, especially in the first half. And I think I looked at the 21 points that he scored and it was three threes. So there's nine points right there, but the other 12 points weren't him getting fouled and they were him I think playing his his best offensive game, which was not forcing things necessarily, taking what was there. And oftentimes in that first half, it was an open two or a, a mid-range jumper. Got to the basket a couple times, a really pretty uh, backdoor cut down the stretch there in the first half. He was doing a lot of things that I think you as a Syracuse fan are really excited to see in that first half and and doing what he needs to do without having to force it. You know he's the scorer. You know that this is a guy that is going to put shots up. And I think in the first half he did exactly what you want him to do and exactly what you were so excited to see if you were a Joe Girard fan. Uh, and even if you are you know, one of the anti-Girard guys, I, I think in that first half he showed what you want. The second half, a little bit different, scores nine second-half points, started 0 for 2 from 3 in the second half. It was a little bit different, and the, the thing that I'm going to question with Gerard was more on the defensive end and something that I watched him struggle with a good amount. I needed to see a little more from him on the defense and at the top of the 2-3, and I think that was one of Syracuse's struggles in this game in terms of being able to get going uh, in the second half was the top of the zone. This was a game where Richmond, just like we have seen in games past, where where you look back on the schedule and you see the what 19 threes that Colgate put up or when you are playing Northeastern, they were still able, especially in that first half to, to shoot pretty well from three. If I remember correctly, uh, seven of 19. So I guess that's only, you know, 37%, but I, I think they still got a lot of open looks and that was the same case tonight. Uh, it was open look after open look in this game for Richmond. And a lot of it had to do with the top of the two, three. Uh, I needed to see a little bit more aggression out of Gerard, I think. I look and I, I see how this team rotated 
And, and that was something of concern and something that I needed to, to see improve. I keep watching and, and Richmond kept hitting wide open threes. And this is not a, a Richmond team that is known for being an explosive offensive three-point shooting team. It was simply that was how good of the looks that they were getting a lot of the time. I will say I thought Syracuse played well uh, internally on defense for a lot of the a lot of this game. There were definitely some defensive strides that were made in this basketball game and something that I think you can definitely build upon, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they build upon it because the defense, for the most part, looked better. There were just glimpses of, oh, no. Uh, and another thing, I mean, we're going to go all over the place today. I'm going to – well, I guess we'll call this the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I'll just sort of rat- ramble – Uh, What was good, what was bad, what was really ugly. If I'm going to throw out the ugly, it was Syracuse's rebounding today, especially on the defensive side. Syracuse out-rebounded in this game 44-27, to which included 19 offensive rebounds for – or no, 20 offensive rebounds, excuse me, for Richmond. 20 offensive rebounds. That is unacceptable. That is one of the key reasons – that Richmond was in this game and able to stay in this game. Their second chance points are nine. There were a lot of second chance opportunities for Richmond. Uh, I think back to in the first half, you have an unbelievable sequence where, where Judah Mintz comes and gets a huge block in transition. And then, you know, Richmond gets the rebound and puts it back up and Monir Hema comes in, gets a huge block and they get the rebound again, dish it out and end up hitting a three. Uh, so it was that kind of ordeal where, you know, you weren't limiting Richmond's chances. You were playing solid defense, but then giving them another opportunity to come in and, and make some plays and score some points when all was said and done. I thought that was pretty ugly today in terms of their ability to crash the boards on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and I think a lot of that goes to to the wings and the forwards, and you need to see something more out of them in terms of rebounding. That's going to involve Benny Williams who finished the day with three rebounds. That's going to involve Chris Bell, who finished the day with one rebound. That's going to involve Justin Taylor, who off the bench is going to be on the wings as well. He had one rebound on the day. You really need to see them improve in terms of the rebounding from the wings because that was one of the key issues for Syracuse in this game. Malik Brown, another one that you could throw in there off the bench. He had two today in in limited runs, so I'm not going to really throw him in that grouping but you're going to need to see the wings contribute a lot more in terms of the rebounding and crashing the boards and limiting second chance opportunities for oppositions. uh, If Syracuse is going to succeed defensively, they played the zone. I believe the entire time today, unless I missed something uh, it was, it was a zone day and the zone seemed to work a lot in terms of the interior defense, but the wings needed to step things up. The, I felt like the guards were a little bit too deep a lot of the time. And that was one of the things that I noticed with Joe uh, I will also say this, Saimir is 100% a difference maker at the top of the zone, especially when replacing Joe, uh, that length is important. Judah was outstanding in terms of his length tonight. Three steals, uh, got out in transition, a big part of you know, Syracuse getting, I think it was, what, 13 fast break points today. Um, big deal. Uh, and he, he had a really fun dunk throwing it down off his own steal uh, in that second half as well. Uh, let's talk Judah. I think he was definitely a good in this game. 16 points right around what he's been averaging at this point. Uh, I thought he looked really solid. 7 to 16 from the floor. There's a couple of moments where I do think he he sort of gets predetermined in his head that he's going to shoot on this possession. And that's something that, you know, he'll need to get away from. But I, I do like the mentality that he knows that he can get to the rim. 
Uh, and I, I think that that helps him more than it hurts him at this point, even though maybe it's predetermined that he's going to shoot or he's going to drive here. Uh, I think his ability to finish at the rim makes up for maybe the fact that it's not necessarily what you want mentally uh, out of your point guard. And I think as he continues to progress and continues to get a little bit better, you're going to see him be able to dish off of that drive a hell of a lot better uh, and and really, really effectively because of the attention he's going to draw in his ability to finish at the rim. Uh, I, I think he's going to have defenses collapse on him. And the more he establishes himself as a scorer at the rim, being able to get up, being able to finish in traffic, being able to create for himself, he is going to be able to create for others so much better uh, and, and so much more uh, beneficially for, for this offense as a whole. There was a player in this game that, I think a lot of the Orange faithful were surprised or questioning Jim Beheim that he started this basketball game tonight. Uh, we will get to him after a quick message from Upside. Uh, it has been a little bit difficult lately. Inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back. I know I'm trying to limit my my spending at restaurants, things like that, whether it's driving less, dining out less, buying less from the grocery store. Uh, whatever that might be, we can all agree that there is nothing fun about less. And that's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, I don't have to cut back because I get cash back on every purchase. To get started, download the free Upside app, use my promo code LOCKED, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating in the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Owen Valentine here. No Matthew Bonaparte this afternoon. He was at the game, or this evening, I should say. He was at the game uh, last night and is unable to hop on today. So it's just me uh, breaking this down. And Leon, once again, thank you for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I teased it before we turned from upside there, but there is one player today that I think a lot of Syracuse fans were questioning why he's still in the lineup. And, you know, you see a guy like Justin Taylor, who in theory was sick last game uh, and is now healthy at that same position. You see a guy like Kudir Copeland, who played the three a lot uh, and, and could have contributed in this game uh, at that spot. But no, Chris Bell keeps the starting spot. And boy, did he deliver today. You finally saw what Bayheim had been talking about in terms of the shooting ability. He started out, I believe, three for three from three. Uh, gets nine huge points for Syracuse, wasn't doing anything crazy, was doing what you sort of need him to do as the non-primary scorer. You need him to get his fill when he gets open and has a shot, and that is what I believe he did in this game. Finished with 11 points, uh, one rebound, one assist, 
a turnover. I, I thought he did what he needed to do, and he ended up playing 34 minutes in this game when a lot of people, myself included, weren't sure you know, what he could do after what you had seen through the first three games. And this is a really cool thing to see Chris Bell sort of battle through this because, you know, as a freshman, we've seen it in the past. We've seen freshmen come out cold and, and not quite be able to build enough steam or reinflate and get to the level you want. You sort of saw that a little bit last year with Benny Williams. You know, he didn't start outstanding and he was never quite able to to get back to that same level. It's something that you've seen in the past with with other freshmen. Maybe a hmm, I don't want to say Kadari Richmond because I feel like, you know, we, we're going to get the conversation of, well, they didn't play him enough. They didn't utilize him enough. And, and that's why, uh, but maybe a guy like Jalen Carey or something like that, uh, where it just didn't necessarily work out immediately and, and wasn't quite able to, to pull through in the end. And, and Carey even was decent, I guess, at moments, but to see Bell come in and, and have this, I guess opportunity today to prove himself one more time, right? You're you're in what I, I think a lot of people saw as a battle between him and Justin Taylor and Kadir Copeland for for the bulk of what 40 minutes just about. And, and Bell came out and said, you know, I'm putting a claim to this. And for right now, this is my spot. And he did exactly what you needed to do. Hit a huge shot in overtime uh, to put Syracuse up. I believe it was 72-70 or no 70-68 at that point, maybe. Uh, hit a huge shot to put them up. Uh, he did what he needed to do, and I think that's really cool uh, to see him. So he's definitely a good in this game. Uh, who's a guy that we haven't really talked about yet? Jesse Edwards. Uh, Jesse Edwards had an up-and-down game. Without a doubt, this was a very up-and-down game for him. Picks up two fouls very early on. Uh, and I thought once he came back in in the second half, he was playing very lackluster and didn't quite seem to have that spark, that energy, that aggression, that physicality that you you need from him. And, and that has been a really big success story for him so far this season. Uh, he didn't really have that. I watched him play defense. It seemed like he was very, very paranoid about picking up another foul, very nervous to pick up another foul. And I get it, right? You don't want to pick up another foul. You don't want to pick up the third uh, and have to deal with that. But you also can't stop playing defense with that being a concern of yours and with that being a worry. And I think that held him back a lot. And then on the offensive side of the ball, he just didn't seem to have that same aggression. And I was really, really questioning, really down on him. Uh, He misses two free throws. And then all of a sudden, a couple minutes left in regulation, it clicked. And that aggression returned. And he got a couple of big rebounds and hit a couple of free throws and really started to figure it out. And we were like, there it is. That's what you needed out of Jesse. Uh, That's what we've been waiting for this whole time. And he ends up finishing with 10 points, eight rebounds. Syracuse is leading rebounder on the day. Uh, But you, you really needed to, to have that aggression earlier. And I think Syracuse easily wins this game in regulation. If he was playing a little bit more aggressive on the defensive side uh, and and had that same aggression on offense. And I, I think that's something that, that we can look at and we can talk about moving forward is, is seeing what this plan is with Jesse Edwards in foul trouble. So I would say Jesse Edwards, not quite a good, not quite an ugly. I'm going to go with him as a bad just because of the foul trouble and then the lack of aggression. He had a good final, let's say, eight minutes. Uh, We'll say a final three minutes of regulation and overtime. So we'll give him a good final eight, Um, a bad, you know, opening 17 at this point. Uh, but I'll talk about a guy that that came in off the bench, and although he doesn't, and I said this on Twitter, and I, I hope you understood the point with it, uh, he doesn't quite have the the offensive splash or the offensive spark that Jesse can bring. 
But Monir Hima off the bench today, I thought held his own very well in the middle of the zone. A, a huge block in transition, another block, I think it was on a, on a corner three closing out, if I remember correctly. Uh, I, I thought he did a pretty solid job. I would have liked to see him a little bit more effective on the boards. So uh, I don't know what, what I want to give him in terms of uh, – he's slightly less than good. By no means would I say bad. Uh, but but he had those flashes today that that really showed some solid defensive moments from him uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And, and I'd love to see a little bit more in terms of what he could try to do offensively. I think he left one – either it was a little baby hook short or something along those lines or a little floater short. Uh, I'd like to see him do a little bit more offensively and a little bit more aggression crashing the boards. But uh, his shot blocking looked really solid tonight and something that you can definitely – uh, take away from this game as a positive. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the rotation tonight. Um, Syracuse, if I remember correctly, yep, it was nine players they had rotate in. That was nine players in the first half. And then I believe it was only six in the second half. You're starting five in terms of Gerard, Judah, Bell, Jesse Edwards, and Benny Williams. And then Symir Torrance came in and gave Gerard a quick rest and gave Mintz a quick rest in the second half unless I missed something. Malik Brown played in the first half. I thought he was decent, nothing crazy. Uh, Monir, as I talked about, played the bulk of the first half at the five. Justin Taylor played a good chunk in the first half. I thought he was, you know, I'm still looking for him to have that moment. He came in, and I believe his first touch, he came off the curl uh, or off the screen, curled around the screen, and, and got a pretty open mid-range jumper that I, I he just missed and then didn't really – have a look after that. Didn't take another shot in this game. Uh, got one rebound, one assist, but still looking to see what he can do and what he can do contribution-wise. Uh, and, and that was the rotation. of. It was pretty interesting today to see, you know, no Kudir Copeland, who I, I think we we know can come in and we saw what he can do. And I, I think the fact that he didn't play today is a nod to the game of basketball that Chris Bell played um and, and getting his 11 points and doing what you needed him to do and, and hitting some big shots especially early on when in the first half it was Gerard was doing the scoring and, and that was the case and Gerard was scoring and Gerard was scoring and Gerard was scoring and no one else was really getting open Judah had some moments got some uh some clean looks at the rim but the rest of the offense especially with Jesse out Monir was in, you were looking for something. And, and that's where, where you saw the success from Bell and being able to hit a couple of those big shots. Uh, so the rotation was something of note. And I'm curious to see where this goes moving forward, because this is definitely, there's more depth than a six or seven man rotation here, but the depth has not necessarily shown out uh, in terms of warranting all that much more play. And I, I think Monir is going to get his minutes when Jesse's in, in foul trouble. Samir is going to get his minutes to rest the guards. Uh, if Joe's struggling, if Judah's, you know, struggling for whatever reason, Samir on the defensive side, plus he's, he seems a little bit better offensively from what I've seen so far this season. That's going to be really valuable to the rotation. Uh, and Taylor is going to, you know, I don't imagine that Taylor and Malik Brown are going to get cut out of the rotation, and I don't think Copeland's going to be cut out of the rotation completely. I think Copeland's situation might have been more situational tonight based on Bell, uh, but you're you're going to need guys to start to step up and, and start to say, yes, I am warranting more minutes. I am warranting to be on the court and to be subbed in and to be at this level. I, I think that is something that we are definitely going to need to see moving forward for Syracuse basketball. All right. 
after this, uh, we, we've got a lot of Twitter responses, and it's been a lot of fun to to see how that's been going. We love uh, hearing your feedback on Twitter. We're over 2,000 followers on Twitter now, which is awesome, so thank you to you guys. Uh, I think we have over 20-plus replies to our post-game tweet today asking for your thoughts uh, on this Syracuse-Richmond game. Once again, Syracuse 74-71 was the final in this one. Joe Girard, a career-high 31. Uh, but we will hear from you after a quick word from Bet Online, And let me tell you this, boy, was that final shot out of Richmond an important shot for some. Yeah, was that an important shot for some. Syracuse hits two free throws to cover. Kabang. Uh, the hearts broken of many betters, I'm sure, and the celebrations from many other betters uh, as that final shot, albeit meaningless, had a lot of meaning to some. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, it's Twitter time. We are going to go out to Twitter. Uh, there's actually been more responses since we started recording, so maybe you will be getting a true raw reaction out of me right now. Uh, but we will see. Uh, so let's click. Let's see who we're reading first. Uh, and let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's start with Michael R three eight four eight saying Chris Bell was the X factor tonight. Great for great performance from him after not playing much early on in the year. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I I was talked about that a little bit last block. It, it's cool to see a guy come in and bounce back. Uh, when, when things haven't been going their way. And I, I think that says a lot about Chris Bell right now because it is easier, as we all know, it is easier to just bend over and, and, and sit down and, and say, I'm done. And this is not for me right now or whatever that whole ordeal is. Uh, it's That's the easy out. And, and Bell came in tonight and said, I'm going to fight and I'm going to battle and I'm going to see what I can do right now. And it's been awesome to see. And, and I wanted to, you know, I was looking for some names and nothing really came to mind, I guess, as I was I was trying to find, you know, the freshmen that come in and, and end up struggling and, and not really getting their minutes. Maybe like a, a Bryson Goodine maybe wasn't able to quite, you know, figure it out off the get. And, and that reflected in, in a lack of minutes, things like that. I said, carry, um, you know, those are those are the ones that sort of come to mind when I'm looking at this, especially in recent years. Uh, to see sort of where those struggles might have come from. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's a huge nod to him and, and seeing what he was able to do uh, tonight and, and hit some big shots, including a huge overtime shot for Syracuse. Uh, John Wells next with that. That is Jelliot Wells uh, on Twitter. Pleased with the win overall. Could be a confidence builder for us. Defense was much better down the stretch. Yeah, the defense was solid down the stretch, especially in the overtime I, I mean, that last possession uh, for Richmond, not the one where they hit the three, but the one where, where they could have ended up making this a, a closer game, my my Atlanta, did they, did they not just hit offensive rebound, offensive rebound, offensive rebound, offensive rebound? Uh, but, yes, the defense stepped things up in the overtime uh, and down the stretch, and I 100% think 
that this is a game you're going to look back on as, as a spot where Syracuse can build from. Or if they do build this season and get a lot better, I think you're probably going to circle this game because this was a game where they had to battle and they didn't play poorly. Uh, they, they fought, they grinded, and they end up with what I think, you know, someone on Twitter said it, and I think it's a very accurate word. It was a gutsy win tonight and, and a gritty win and, and something that you 100% can build off of at this point. Uh, we have less optimistic by the day. Q's fan on Twitter. Uh, love Judah. Glad to have Chris Bell. Uh-oh, we had a new tweet, so I lost it midway through. Uh, glad to have Chris Bell figuring it out. JG3 doing his thing. But I just want to listen to you talk about the last defensive possession in overtime where Richmond grabbed about 30 rebounds. Yeah, uh, I was screaming at the TV, just get a rebound. I may or may not have had Syracuse minus four, looking for them to get a rebound, get fouled, and uh, hold on to the lead. Uh, but looking for just a rebound, right? You know, you want to, you're getting a hand on it. And that was chaos. I mean, Jesse is running past shooters on the, on the arc. That whole possession was chaos and pure chaos. And boy, I, I'm not sure uh, that my heart could have handled another offensive rebound out of Richmond. I think that put everybody uh, that is a Syracuse fan into the absolute ringer as to, oh my God, Cardiac cues. Oh my God, get a rebound. Oh my God, can something happen? Someone grab the ball, grab the ball, grab the ball, grab the ball. And finally, they get a rebound. Gerard gets fouled. Or no, it goes out of bounds. They didn't even get a rebound. Uh, it was a team rebound. Uh, ball goes out of bounds. And that is how this ends up going. Um, let's see, a couple more maybe before we, we call it an episode today. Uh, who do we want to go to? Uh, this. Let's do uh, Cole on Twitter, Cole Fluker. Uh, the defense was the best it's looked by far, but still some work to do, especially closing out around the perimeter. Chris stepping up was so huge for this game. Joe can't be the only one shooting threes this season, 100%. And I think it was game one, Bayheim said in the press conference that that Bell is the second best three-point shooter on this team behind Joe Girard. And we hadn't seen it. We heard about it. We were told. We knew from high school that he could shoot, but we had not seen it. And today – uh, it's a really big sign to see that there is another three-point look. Judah can kind of shoot the three. That's not by any means what he's looking to do, uh, and I don't think that's what anyone really wants him to do. Uh, Gerard obviously shooting the three. Benny will take the occasional one, but you look here, and, I mean, you've got Chris Bell shot five threes tonight. Gerard shot 11 threes tonight. Judah shot one, and Benny shot one. So you do need that second look beyond the arc. Uh, just to keep teams honest, I, I think that's going to be a, a really big thing and, and something that will 100% uh, be be something that you, you're going to need as you move forward from here. Um, Tanner Hayden, the starting five, is getting more comfortable with each other each game. Looks like an eight-man rotation with Sai, Hema, and Malik. Uh, I, I think it's going to be eight or nine. Um, but, yeah, today it looked like an eight-man rotation. Malik Brown, I, I think just the way he comes in and seems like he he has that little spark, deserves to always be rotating in at some capacity just for a little bit. Uh, Monir obviously is going to remain in the rotation because if Jesse gets into foul trouble, he is the next guy. Uh, he is the second number five, and there's not really a four guard that will be able to successfully dip into the five, I don't think. Uh, and then obviously Saimir, uh, I think he does a great job off the bench uh, giving rest to to Gerard, to Judah, or just changing things up a little bit. Uh, I think he's going to stay in there. And then I think between Justin Taylor 
and uh, Kudir Copeland, you're going to find other minutes at the three uh, for Chris Bell. I, I loved what I saw today. I don't know if that's going to be an everyday thing. Um, so keeping, you know, Justin Taylor and Kudir Copeland in some capacity rotating in there is 100% going to be something that we see. Um, Tom Kaplan, Judah Mintz should have the ball in his hands for the final shot under a minute every single time. Uh, I, I, I think that's a, that right now I do like that thought, especially in his ability to create. Uh, I look at, you know, the way Syracuse came out out of a timeout with how much time was left out of that timeout. It was under a minute. They could have gone two for one, I believe. Uh, and they run out of a timeout. They inbound the ball or they, they, they throw it into the high post to Benny, I think, and no one gets open. And then they get this, this crummy kind of look, and, and then Richmond has a chance to to end up winning it down at the other end. Obviously, they don't. It goes into overtime. Uh, you know, you could argue right here that, you know, uh, Mintz should have shot that ball. Uh, I, I loved the pass, but the, the clock awareness needs to be there. The pass was the right move with a half second more on the clock. I will give him that. Um, but I do like him having the ball late in the game in those big situations because of his ability to create for himself. And then as he progresses, be able to create for others uh, because he can create for himself so effectively. I think that's going to do it for today. Syracuse with what I'm going to continue calling a gutsy win, uh, a really big moment for them. They get to three and one on the year. They will play again tonight when you are listening against either St. John's or Memphis. Uh, I know we are going to hear from Bones and myself. We have an old friend from uh, from high school who is very much, very, very much a big-time uh, St. John's fan. So if that game comes to fruition, there will be some conversation being had. Uh, so I do not know who wins at this point. But thank you uh, for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today pod, the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions Big game recaps and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Owen Valentine. So long. We will talk to you tomorrow morning.